Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is TalkSport Daily. Hi, I'm Natalie Sawyer. You're listening to Talk Sport, and it's time to look back at day 17 in Qatar on World Cup Daily, where Portugal, without Cristiano Ronaldo in the starting lineup, demolished Switzerland to reach the quarterfinals. Welcome to the Lasalle Iconic Stadium, the biggest of the eight venues in Qatar, and scene potentially of one of the biggest farewells. Joao Felix to Gonzalo Ramos. Oh, what a goal! Well, Ronaldo's been left out of the starting lineup, and the man that's come in to replace him has just hit an extraordinary thunderbolt of a shot into the roof of the net from a tight angle. In comes the corner. Portugal's first of the game. Pepe delivers. The 39-year-old heads Portugal into a 2-0 lead. Dallo will have another go. Low ball in towards the near post and put in for three. Ramos does it again. It's a masterstroke from Fernando Santos. Might have an assist. He has got an assist because it was just slipped from him into the path of Rafael Guerrero, who walked onto it, took a touch and right put it in past Jan Sommer. In comes the corner, flicked on at the near post and put it at the far post and Switzerland have one back with a Kanji. Rodriguez sending the ball down through the midfield. Bernardo Silva picking it up, flicks it through. Joao Felix, Gonzalo Ramos on a hat-trick, flicks it past the goalkeeper. It's a night he will will never forget. Ronaldo making his way into the middle. Can Rafael Leao deliver? Oh, oh, can he? It's six. What a night that is for Portugal. They have blown Switzerland away. So Portugal will face Morocco in the quarterfinals after the North Africans beat Spain on penalties. Ashraf Hakimi, who scored the winning spot kick with a Penenka, was born in Madrid. In tonight's game, Portugal beat Switzerland 6-1. Portuguese manager Fernando Santos left. Cristiano Ronaldo out of his starting lineup. Stuart Pearce, the former England defender, is alongside me, as is our commentator Jim Proudfoot. Um, Stuart, no drama, it seemed, for Portugal when it came to leaving out Ronaldo because Gonzalo Ramos stole the headlines. He certainly did. To put a young man in the team like that, I wouldn't say it took cuts because the manager's been around the block, you know, so there's no hardship there. It was the right judgment call. If you think it's the right thing to do, it's always the right thing to do. But what he wouldn't have realised is the impact that Ramos would have had in the game. To actually deliver a hat-trick, to deliver a performance that's driven your team into the next round on your first real start, takes some doing, really does. And it gives him a brilliant, brilliant option. He's got another player that's come that 
he thought probably when he picked the squad that well okay this young man might participate at some stage from the bench or whatever he's given him a start and he's turned around and said you know what I could turn into one of the stars of this World Cup there's always a risk though in any change that you make as much as you see on the training pitches it it doesn't always translate out onto the football pitches in, in real time when it's the pressure of a, a real match. So there was a little bit of a risk coming into this, making Ramos his preferred forward option. I think there's a, a risk in every uh, every team selection you make and there's criticism to be had for every team selection you make. The only thing that probably guards yourself from that is the result at the end of 90 minutes. The one thing that, that managers are not privy to is the final result. Everyone else that would potentially have criticised maybe wouldn't have done it before. They might have raised an eyebrow potentially. A, a lot of people in this stadium are sort of almost dare I say it, floating fans you know that have turned up and want to see Ronaldo mm. on the pitch and not too fussed about which way the result's going to go but the vested interests are the people stood in the technical area they're the ones who see training every day and they see fit to, to pick a team that's going to win a game well Ronaldo did come on as a second half substitute replacing Ramos who'd scored a hat-trick tonight some vindication for the manager of course Jim Proudfoot our, our commentator how did Ronaldo look when he came on a pale imitation of Gonzalo Ramos, to be perfectly honest. And again, that's not meant to be disparaging to him whatsoever. But a 21-year-old at the beginning of his career, you would expect to be fresher than a 37-year-old at the right in the twilight of his. Uh, Ronaldo had one free kick, which he blasted into the wall. There were a couple of nice moments, a really good finish on a, on a, a through ball, but he was rightly flagged offside. He made his run quite a, a way too early, but it was a really good finish. He does look like a man who's desperate to break Eusebio's record and time is running out for him to uh, firstly equal it with his ninth World Cup goal for his country. I think it probably weighs heavily that Messi and Lewandowski have both scored goals in the knockout stages of a World Cup now and he still hasn't and he will have been stung by the fact that he's been left out. He will have been stung by the fact that the Portuguese sporting press this morning uh, were talking about the fact that it was 10 plus Ronaldo when he was in the team. I get the impression probably hasn't got the thickest skin, maybe. He takes criticism even at his stage of the career to heart. I genuinely believe he will have been delighted for Gonzalo Ramos, but he will know what the implications were of Ramos scoring a hat-trick. They look a much better side in this game than they had in any game that they played in the tournament previously, and that is without Ronaldo in the team. But I think that it's important to go back to a discussion that the three of us were having before kickoff. We're looking at the, the possible motives for Fernando Santos leaving Ronaldo out. And we made the point that Joao Cancelo and Ruben Neves had also been left out of the starting lineup, having started each of the three group games. Not necessarily omissions that were based purely on form. But there's more than one way to win a football match. And if you think it's going to be a long attritional affair and you can make a case potentially the way that Morocco play their next opponents with with only one goal having been conceded in their last eight games, that you're going to need to be able to bring impact players off the bench. That is more a part of the game these days than it ever has been before. And that's a role that maybe Ronaldo will now find himself cast in. Let's face it, if you've got someone to bring on for 20 minutes in a game to maybe score a goal and have an impact, you would still think that he's a very good player to be able to do that. But I think that now he'll be realistic enough to see that any future international appearances he makes, particularly in competitive international games, are unlikely to be from the first whistle, I think. Uh, Ronaldo, I would imagine by that cheer, he's getting ready. Yeah, he just emerges into our sight line off the bench. 
And the man that so many have paid the ticket to come and see tonight, they're going to see a 20-minute cameo from him at the end of the game. The cameras were all trained on him throughout much of the match and when he came on they did focus on him there was a wry smile but none of the antics obviously that we've seen already at this World Cup with him involved or even when he was at Manchester United uh, Stuart when you've been a manager I'm sure you've had to make big calls and big decisions and leaving out star players how hard is that to do? It can be very difficult I always said to myself whenever I've made a decision that I do it in a very cold calculating way that what is right for the team? Does this player, this individual deserve to A, be in the squad or B, be in the team? And you'll know in your heart of hearts whether they do or don't. You know, one of the difficult calls I've ever had to make in my managerial career and personal life is to leave David Beckham out of the Olympic squad when he's done so much to bring the Olympic Games to Great Britain and I was acutely aware of that and the clamour of Adidas wanting him involved and various other bits and pieces. All a side issue to the most important thing are you good enough to be in the squad or are you not? And if someone's in the squad like they are now, we're talking about Cristiano, are you good enough to be on the pitch and start the game if I want to win the game? And if the answer's no, he has to sit on the bench and then hope that the manager turns around and says, I'm going to put you on the bench now to influence the game in some way, shape or form. That's, that's the nature of our profession. A veteran he is of the Portugal team, as is Pepe, we should mention, who scored tonight with a superb header from a corner. He's 39-year-old. Uh, he's the oldest outfield player to play in the knockout stages at a World Cup. When you think about his achievements, Stuart, what kind of a servant has he been to football and, and to Portugal? Well, listen, he's been magnificent and, and earns his place in the team, so that's why he starts tonight. But... Listen, he's been synonymous with, with Portuguese football for, for a couple of decades. been quite incredible. And the one thing you do know in this sport is the next youngsters knocking on the door trying to take your place. That's, that's the nature of it. We've been revering Jude Bellingham for England and Foden as the next generation. The, the implications of that is someone who's slightly older they're going to take their place. And the same applies to Portugal at this moment in time. They've had a wonderful young lad who's come out of the squad and had his start, and my goodness, has he taken it with, with two hands and he's gone home with a match ball. There's often been a reliance on, on Cristiano Ronaldo to win games, whether it's for his club or as it is also with Portugal. But now we've seen, a, maybe from tonight, a changing of the guard. Ramos coming in and doing so brilliantly as well. Jim, if I ask you... Looking at that Portugal squad, is there a real now strength in depth that perhaps we hadn't really thought of? Yes, because I think that even anybody that's been impressed with Ramos's record for Benfica this season, which is 14 goals in 21 games, and has seen what he's done for the 21s, where he's scored four goals in a game at one stage, I don't think anybody would have expected that here was the, the ready-made um, man to bring out the oven. Here's, here's one I made earlier. Here he is straight away. He's there for you, an, an oven ready. I didn't see that. I, I thought that um, so many people have talked about him. He, he must have something about him he, because you don't get players hyped up as much as he has been by the Cognoscenti with, without there being some truth to it. But I didn't think that, don't think many people would have anticipated that he would be able to make that kind of impact on what was, remember, his first international start. Three weeks ago, he'd never played international football. Now he scored a hat-trick in a knockout stage at a World Cup. Uh, and has scored four international goals in his career now. 
uh, having played less than two hours of action and he's got an assist in there as well. But what he does, he provides that versatility. He is clearly the first cab off the rank ahead of Andre Silva, who uh, has been in a similar kind of position to Gonzalo Ramos before. Not that he's ever been able to make the kind of impact that Ramos has made tonight, but he scored a lot of goals early in his international career and some important ones as well. I think Ramos does show that there, there is that strength in depth to be able to win a game as readily as they did against very poor opposition. Uh, but without Cancelo, without uh, Ruben Neves as well, playing any more parts than, than Neves getting 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the end, uh, just shows that they do have a, a strength in depth. They've got a plan B and they look much better. I've not seen anything in Portugal's displays that made me think that they would get to the World Cup final. You can now, hand on heart, don't think they will, but you can make a case for it happening now because that was so much better than anything we've seen from them in the tournament. Well, I think they're in a situation now, Portugal, where they've got Morocco in the next round, which gets them to a semi-final. Morocco, sometimes when you've gone all that way and you've expended so much energy in, in uh, extra time and whatever, and you've had such a colossal result, which they have today, make no mistake, that might be where they're sealing out, potentially. That gets Portugal into a semi-final when it's a one-off game which might just squeeze them through to a final. I think if they do that, I think even if they get to a semi-final, I think they've done brilliantly well. I really do. Um, and, you know, we're talking about... You were saying that Ronaldo has not scored in knockout stages. That shows what that hat-trick of this young man is, is the importance of it and, and the magnitude of it. A couple of rest days now coming up in the World Cup and then it's back to the quarterfinals. They begin on Friday, starting with the Netherlands against Argentina, followed by Croatia, Brazil. Then on Saturday, two more matches to look forward to. Morocco taking on Portugal and then the three Lions are in action against France. England, France, all live on TalkSport. You won't miss a thing with us. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. 
Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. Coach Walid Reguagi, whose tenure only began in August. Today, he has the chance to lead his country into a World Cup quarterfinal for the first time ever. Long ball downfield, Asensio. The flag has stayed down, and he shoots into the side netting. Tight angle for Marco Asensio. The penalties will be taken at the Spain end of the stadium. Those Spanish flags being waved by the Spain supporters. Goalkeepers are arm in arm, arms round each other. Unai Simon and Bono. Hakimi strides back the number two. The biggest moment of his sporting life. He takes a big, deep breath. Right foot in. Oh, he has dinked it down the middle. It is Moroccan history. Welcome to the LaSalle iconic stadium, the biggest of the eight venues in Qatar, and scene potentially of one of the biggest farewells. Rafael Felix to Gonzalo Ramos. Oh, what a goal! Well, Ronaldo's been left out of the starting lineup, and the man that's come in to replace him has just hit an extraordinary thunderbolt of a shot into the roof of the net from a tight angle. In comes the corner. Portugal's first of the game. Pepe delivers. The 39-year-old heads Portugal into a 2-0 lead. Dallo will have another go. Low ball in towards the near post and put in for three. And Ramos does it again. It's a masterstroke from Fernando Santos. I have an assist. He has got an assist because he was just slipped from him into the path of Rafael Guerrero, who walked onto it, took a touch and right on it. In past Jan Sommer. In comes the corner, flicked on at the near post and put it at the far post and Switzerland have one back with a Kanji. Rodriguez sending the ball down through the midfield. Bernardo Silva picking it up, flicked it through. Joao Felix, Gonzalo Ramos on a hat-trick, flicks it past the goalkeeper. It's a night he will never forget. Ronaldo making his way into the middle. Can Rafael Leao deliver? Oh, can he? It's six. What a night that is for Portugal. They have blown Switzerland away. Welcome back to World Cup Daily. So Portugal will face Morocco in the quarterfinals after the North Africans beat Spain on penalties. In tonight's game, Gonzalo Ramos scored a hat-trick as Portugal smashed Switzerland 6-1. A certain Cristiano Ronaldo was not in the starting lineup. Stuart Pearce, the former World Cup semi-finalist with England at Italian 90, is alongside me, as is our commentator Jim Proudfoot. For Morocco, the victory over Spain will go down as the greatest day in their history. And they, Stuart, have been a real surprise at this tournament. I think they've probably been a surprise to, to some that haven't followed them. But their record coming into the tournament's been pretty good. They've got some good players in their ranks, you know, players that, you know, Agard's just joined West Ham and uh, Ziyech as well. And they've got some good players in their ranks and, and they're hard to break down. I mean, Jim mentioned, you know, they've only conceded one goal in seven, eight games, Jim. And uh, from there, as I say... If you've got that commodity about your team, you're always going to be in matches, you know. And yes, I think it's been a massive result for them today, but they deserve to be in the quarterfinals. And I think they'll give Portugal a tough test, but I think Portugal will come through it. It was a goalless game between Morocco and Spain after extra time, hence why it went to penalties. Penalties is one of the most gut-wrenching ways to, to lose a game, isn't it? I love penalties. Do you? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't think there's any better way of finishing a, 
a game than penalties. Everyone tunes in, everyone sits up and watches. So you tell me a more exciting way of Okay, there's drama involved in a penalty shootout. But if you're on the losing end, you you feel pretty low. Yeah, there's a little bit about you that in the back of your mind thinks, you know what, it was penalties and penalties are a lottery. If you want to ease your ego a little bit at the end of, you know, two hours of football. But... I have not heard anybody coming up with a better way of finishing a game. Even Golden Goal, mm. is, which yeah. we got involved in, in in Euro 96, that was more gut-wrenching. And I ne- never lost on a Golden Goal, but I think that would be even worse than actually penalties. I think penalties is a, a fantastic examination of bottle and skill. I don't think it is a lottery. It's a real skill to be able to put a penalty away it's a skill for a management team to work out the right order and work out which of your players have the best capability of winning a penalty shootout for you and credit to Morocco you have to have a look at at Spain and score a single penalty Mm. credit to Morocco Spain just didn't make the most of it it didn't deserve to go through had so much possession created next to nothing with it and you've got to go back and plaudits to the big man here who at at 3-0 in the first game that they ultimately won seven said this lot will not win this tournament they won't go very far and you proved exactly right because they only scored two in the next 300 minutes of play after that 7-0 win and uh, and have gone out tonight just going back to Morocco they lost to Portugal their next opponents in the last World Cup they have since then lost one competitive international in four years and that was against Egypt in the, the quarterfinal of the African Cup of Nations. One competitive defeat in four years. Mm. They know how to keep things tight. They know how to not lose games, to stay in them, to hang in there. That sounds as though I'm doing them down. There's more to them than that. But they've got the capability of frustrating. They can hit sides as well. They won their group deservedly. They were the best team in their group by some distance. They thoroughly merit their first ever World Cup quarterfinal. And they've got much more than a puncher's chance against Portugal. I think it would be a great game. So the round of 16 is over and we now know our eight World Cup quarter-finalists. This is where things really do come to the crunch. Nothing like knockout football at the World Cup. Side and Dumfries, he will put it back to Pai! What a finish! Into the bottom corner! The Dutch have a front two, Dean, who would be the envy of many a nation at this tournament, you feel? Pass on to Gakpo inside the penalty area! And Gakpo scores for the Dutch! Messi has it again, goes for goal! Messi! Lionel Messi celebrates a grand worth of games with a grand old finish. Mbappe who curls it in and Kylian Mbappe is unstoppable. This is Mbappe's World Cup. It's World Cup quarter-final time. Bakayo Saka on the score sheet again. England 3, Senegal 0. Mario Pasalic can send Croatia through. He steps up, right-footed, and he makes no mistake. Another sensational Brazil goal. The Samba style is very much in evidence. And for the first time ever, a World Cup quarter-final will be contested by Morocco. Gonzalo Ramos on a hat-trick, flicks it past the goalkeeper. It's a night he will never forget. This is the best performance we've seen from Portugal on the world stage for a long, long time. So five European, two South American and one African side complete 
the last eight of the World Cup. Croatia, Brazil is a three o'clock kickoff on Friday, followed by Netherlands, Argentina from seven. Then on Saturday, it's Morocco, Portugal from three, followed by England against France, all live on Talk Sport. Stuart, might be the most obvious question to ask you, but which of those stands out to you? <laughs> well, in the other three, apart from England, I think if someone said to me, without a heartbeat, who's going to win them? I would say, well, Brazil will win theirs, Argentina will win theirs, I think Portugal will win theirs. And then you come to England, France, and you think, well, England scored 12 goals to get to this stage. France have scored nine goals. These two teams on aggregate have got more goals scored. I just think... Both teams have got great cutting edge at the front end of their team and I think it's nicely in the balance, this one. I think we've got four brilliant, brilliant quarterfinals. I, I really do and I, I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. It's going to be exciting. They're all going to be live on Talk Sport. And don't forget, the Talk Sport World Cup Daily Podcast is available to download on the Talk Sport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. It'll be there every morning throughout the tournament in Qatar. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.